Welcome to our Panini. This is Saratova Best. We are in Parshas Matas Masai. And um, the question that we want to ask is, what's better, the old way or the new way? Because when you think about it, especially now, we're in weeks where everything's in turmoil. And um, the whole focus is on let's do things a new way. Whether the people are right or they're not, there's an instinct there. It's called Mazlayu Chazay. There's an instinct there that says, out with the old, out with the old, and in with the new. That's what everybody's saying. Defund the police, and, you know, I don't have to describe what's going on on the streets. And it's essentially a continuation of what was going on during the quarantine weeks when everybody was, all the speakers were so happily predicting that we would come out into a very beautiful new world order. So we understand that we are coming into a new world order, but it's not, it's not beautiful yet. <laughs> so the question is, how do you do it? Because we are struggling with, first of all, we're struggling in our personal lives and, and we're struggling globally and the world is struggling globally. And I think at this point in history, we're smart enough to know that if we can, um, if we can, if we can figure out the struggle within ourselves, as Shlomo says, as I am nothing to Levi, when we figure it out within ourselves, how do you balance the old and the new? Then it starts to settle out the world because everything that the Yidden do will then have an effect on the whole world. So let's see what we can do to resolve this question in ourselves. How much of the old, how much of the new, what do you do with the old when you come into the new, etc. And of course, of course, the old way is the Goa's way, and the new way is the Gaula way. We, uh, and by the way, parenthetically, we know this is a, an important shear because um, when we give the shear, there are always sirens in New York to tell us that we're doing good things. <laughs> but I didn't think that if I'm doing this year in Monticello, New York, there would be sirens too. It's probably going to be the only siren of the day, but it came along just from New York to tell me, good for you for this year. Okay, so um, the Sifa says the following. Among the um, special inyanim of this Shabbos, which is that we finish Sefer Bamidbar. It's the fourth Sefer in the Torah. And that means it's a, we come to a scene. We come to a conclusion. When we finish Matas Matai, we finish the fourth Sefer, and really we finish everything. Because the fifth Sefer is really sort of a repetition, a chazara, of everything that we learned in the Torah. So the real bulk of everything, the real main event, what's the, what's the Torah telling us the very first time, happens in the first fourth Svarim. And when we come to this end, then, you know, we've come to a certain summation. So when we're coming to an, it's, it's almost like the end of an era. We finish reading the whole Torah. Boom. Let's review. Let's think. Who are we? Where are we? What's happening? And also because the, set, the fifth Sefer is Sefer Hamishi. It's called Mishnah Torah. And, it, and it, it reviews all the four, as we just said. And what do we say when we come to this moment? Chazak, chazak, v'niz chazek which, I don't know how you say it in English, uh, strong, strong, let us, be, let us be strengthened. So that means there's an amazing, there's a, an incredible strengthening 
at that time. So, so we understand you come to the moment when you finish the whole thing, whatever the whole thing of anything is. We often will feel that that's a weak moment. Oh, wow, we had this beautiful trip. We traveled throughout Europe. That was before pandemic. We traveled throughout the whole Europe. We went from sea to sea. We, we, we went across Canada. We, we went from the Pacific Ocean to the Atlantic Ocean. Oh, and now we've come to the end of our trip. Wow. And we often don't feel that it's a strong moment. We often feel that it's a weak moment. You know, oh, no, where are we going to go from here? And really the Gaula reality is telling us that at any moment when we've completed something good or completed something that even isn't good, completed something, this is not a weak moment. Ah, the good stuff is over. Wow, our trip is over. We're going home. It's never a bad moment. It's a good moment. It's a moment of transition on which we will always say chazak, chazak, venit chazek, which shows on the power in this case, with Tyra, which shows on the power of what we've just accomplished and where this is going to take us to. So whenever we come to a bridge, we want to say, oh, wow, a bridge. We just finished. We just left Brooklyn. Now we're at the bridge. Oh, boy, that's amazing. That is incredible. We are now going to move forward to something even better. Why? Because we have the power of everything we've achieved where we've just where we've just come from. So we take the power of Brooklyn over the Brooklyn Bridge into Manhattan and vice versa. In this case, we're taking the power of reading the entire Tyra, all four books of the Tyra, and there's tremendous chayzek, and we say it three times, and we're going to take it forward into our lives. So, and we say it three times. We say chazak, chazak, venis chazek. Which means that if it's a threefold expression, there's something really powerful there. Really, another time we'll explore what is the whole Indian of three and the three weeks and the energy of three. So what we want to know is here, what the fourth safer in the Tyra has to do with the time? What does this Parsha have to do with the time that we're sitting in? We happen to be sitting in the three weeks. And we're going to say three times, Kazakh. Um, and in several years, um, we happen to be in the nine days. This year we're not in the nine days. And the fact is the three weeks are traditionally known as very weak, a very weak time, and the nine days are even a weaker time. So here's the question. Why do we say in this week's time, Kazakh, Kazakh, and it's Kazakh? You could say, what do you mean? It's weak. So you need to strengthen it by adding these words, chazak. I mean, whatever you can do, fortify your system when the virus is coming along because it weakens people. So fortify yourself against it, right? We all know that idea. If a virus is on the way, fortify yourself against it. So is that what we're doing? We're in the weakest three weeks of the entire year. So are we fortifying ourselves against them? because they're weak and weakening, or 
we can pull out the strength that's in them. Maybe, and what what we're reading here is, um, No, the point is that the chizuk actually has to do with the time. These are weak. The three weeks are weak, but they're not. They're also strong. And it's not that the chizuk is the opposite of the time, but rather, and we have to transform it. But rather, the name of the Shabbos. Shabbos Chazak. So we're in the weakest three weeks, but they're the strongest three weeks. And what are we going to say on Shabbos? I think that this year the Matas and Masai are together. I have to look at the calendar. What are we going to say? If anybody knows, are Matas and Masai together this this year? Is it in one parsha? Otherwise, you have to go. Yes, the they're calendar. together. Okay, thank you. Good. So the fact is, there's a chizuk in the time, and we see it by the name. Shabbos Chazak. That means that the Taifun of this Shabbos, in the three weeks, and sometimes in the nine days, is a chizuk, it's a special chizuk. It's a chizuk in everything we've done and everything we're achieving in Torah Mitzvah, which that's what the first four psalms are of the Chumash are all about. Doing Torah Mitzvah. There's something powerful there. And when we tune into that power of Torah Mitzvah, Boom, we have our personal power, and we can affect the world in its weakest time. Now, the interesting thing is, not only are we in the three weeks, officially weak weeks of the year, according to Tyra, this is probably the weakest time in all of history. And we are probably, so, so far, although Rahman there were moments, and again, I'm not a big historian, and there were moments in history where everything was hanging in the balance. The Holocaust, this or that, Hayalatiya. And yet, we understand that as we move forward into Gu'ula, and then we have a plunge down into darkness moments before Gu'ula, on some level, it's the weakest moment of history. Because fact is, we've been hearing Higiyaz Mandulakhtem. We heard, you know, 1991, do the math, almost 30 years ago, Nazua from the Rebbe, from Lubavitch Rebbe. This is it. We're moving forward quickly into Yemaisa Mashiach. So we're sitting on our seats, on the edge of our seats, for almost 30 years, Nunu, and we're watching it unfold, and there, it's up, those are ups and downs. And then when we came to this moment, so we're only moving forward, and then we came to this moment of the pandemic, and then we were quarantining and we were upgrading in our homes and all of that, and being told we're coming out to a beautiful new world order. And then this, defund the police, plus plus, you know, lives matter, etc. We'll call it all lives matter, otherwise my call will be censored. So this is a really crucial moment. It's a re- on the one hand, it seems like such a dark moment. Is this how we're going to go into Geula? Is total chaos? Is this what it, and that's why people are saying, oh, right, the sages said that they don't want to be around to see Chevlein Mashiach. It's going to be so terrible to see the birth pangs of Mashiach because it will be so terrible. We do not want to understand it that way. These are not birth pangs of Mashiach only. 
this is birth pains, but this is moving into Yemaisa Mashiach. We want to translate it as being strong, not weak. It looks really weak. We want to see the strength in it. So, here we are in this moment. Shabbat Chazak. Well, there we go. Poof. Okay, so it is a strong time. No matter what's going not even in spite of what's going on in the streets. The fact that this, probably, good luck, whatever's going to happen this Shabbos on the street, only Chazak stuff. That's what Tyra's telling us. Sevra, guys, whatever you hear in the news after Shabbos, we're going to tell you right now, it's one and only thing. Chazak. That's what it is. It's Chazak. It's power. Okay, so when we look at Chazak, Chazak, Benit Chazak, and we look at the Parsha, Matas Matai, um, what's included? The strength of Matai and the strength of Matai, and the two of them together. So, right, here we are, a powerful moment, a powerful moment in history comes looking very strange. But there are these two energies that create this power. Two sides of the bridge, Masaik and Masai. So, what is power? What is Chayvik? What is strength? Chazak. And especially when you think Chazak, Chazak. It has to do with Masai. Strength, Masai. What's a Masai? It's a stick. It's a strong stick. Climbing up Bear Mountain, you get to the point where you need a walking stick. You see all these branches and they've fallen off trees, and they're very moist, and you try them, and they bend right away, and there's no way that that will be a walking stick. What do you need? You need one of those old, dry pieces of wood, those branches that fell off the tree quite a long time ago. It dried up. It's dry, not connected to the tree. It's also very strong. Why is it strong? Because it fell off the tree. What do you mean? It has strength because it's disconnected from its source of nourishment? Yeah. So that's an issue that probably tomorrow we want to look into. How can you have strength and power when you're disconnected? What is that all about? When you're disconnected from your source, you have strength, you have power? I mean, that's the fact. This stick will work as a walking stick. I'll actually take it home and I'll... I'll work on it, and I'll stain it, and I'll engrave things in it, you know, carve things in it, I'll spend the whole summer doing it, and it'll be the the amazing walking stick, like, you know, Maishra being walking through the desert with his walking stick. This disconnected thing is giving me a whole message that somehow when I'm disconnected, I can have tremendous power. So, Matai shows on the, the Chayzik and the Taikas the strength of, I guess, something that just doesn't change. The old ruling order. This is the way it always was. The ruling class, this is the way it goes. That power handed down from generation to generation. Nothing changes. That's what Matas is. The unchanging ruling order. In our case, we could say, the classical philosophy, which, by the way, we have a classical philosophy, which is you have police to control the country. 
And that's part of society. You have a police force, and then you call Policeman Paul, and he helps you, and he walks the little lady across the street and all of that. And Policeman Paul is there to be your friend and help you, and he maintains law, law and justice, and this is part of normal life. That's Matas. That's the unchanging order of the way it's always been. And it's strong. It's powerful. It's like a Mata. Kipshuta. Literally, it's very strong. And Mata is Lushen Men Shalavashara. Kalushen Akasas Matas Ayz El Shifte The king had a scepter. It was like a stick. It wasn't made out of wood, but it was as, it was like the wooden stick. Strong, powerful, and he ruled with his scepter. So this whole concept of Matas, the old ruling way, the way they always did it, the way it's always been, the way it was agreed upon hundreds of years ago, and it doesn't change. The kingship, the rulership is in my hands. This is Matas. That's where the real power is. Go fight City Hall. Go fight the people in charge, the people who have been in charge for generations. Go try to fight them. They have the power. Chazak. They have the strength. Now, with all of that in mind, let's just switch for a second. So let's just switch for a second. And what are we on to? Let's look at Masai. What is Masai? In Yana Halicha Venisiya. What is Masai? Journeys. Constantly moving, traveling, moving, traveling from one place to the other. You don't stand in one place. You are always moving. And through traveling, what is traveling? Traveling means you're on, always on the run, always on the run. Always moving, always changing, always moving, always changing. In fact, you know, in the psychological world, we talk about the people who are moving targets. Since most Yidden, most Ashkenazic Yidden grew up in Russia, you know, we were our, two generations ago we were fighting Stalin or running from Stalin, almost all of us. So, like, at least those there were those in Russia and those in Poland, but that huge percentage of, of, of Jews who were, whose grandparents were under Stalinist regime, you knew one thing. In order to survive, we do Maasai. You're always moving. Moving, 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 moving. You have a cheder with two children under the floorboard in the kitchen for two weeks. And then you have to switch to another house and another and another. You have to be a moving target or they'll find you and shoot you, and shoot you God forbid. So we as Jews learned to be moving targets. And in general, they, they, the enemies, were always after us throughout our history. So we became moving targets. We're always, you can never find us. You know, we're always, we learned to be very smart to survive as Yidden, whether it was Stalinist times, Communist Russia or different times in history, we're always moving. We're always on the move. We're always, you know, you can't find us. And that's how we survive. Anytime in the Roman times, anytime go to a cave, anytime there was a need to do underground Torah learning, we did that matas. 
which was the unchanging order. We will learn Torah no matter what. That doesn't change. But how do we do it? In a way of Masai. We're constantly moving, running, moving, running, moving, running. Now, the good thing is we know how to survive by constantly moving. The negative thing is that we're, many of us are moving targets. And um, on a psychological, on a psychological level, that becomes a little bit annoying to be, you know, dealing with people who are, they're just emotionally moving targets. You can sort of never pin them down, never, where are you? What do you, where, you know, just emotionally, we've got to be moving targets of just, no one can find us. No, no one can pin us down. No one can get to us. No one can access us because we're always moving. We're, so that's, that's, that's the negative part, but we're gonna, we're gonna turn it into Geula. So Masai means you're constantly moving, you're constantly traveling, as we did in the desert, as we did in the Midbar. Forty-two journeys, but always moving. And the point in the Midbar was we never knew how long we're staying. The focus in the Midbar was moving in the desert for 40 years, was movement. It wasn't being settled. There was one time, I think, that we were in one place for 19 years. There were other times when we were there overnight. Who decided? God. But the energy that we we associate traveling in the desert to the promised land with is traveling. Traveling, journeying through the desert, moving. Was when we did it, then was it over? Yes and no. Because since then Everything we're doing in Jewish history is, tra- again, we, that was a template, traveling for 40 years through the desert. Now, af- after that, or after the destruction of the base of English, we went back to traveling through the desert of the nations. And we're always moving. And we're always moving. We're just always on the run. That's probably why Hashem had to create the cell phone, because uh, otherwise... You, you wouldn't be able to act, find a Jew anywhere. He would just always be moving. So this way, you can track his movement. That might be the reason why they want to put the microchip in us. Why they want to put the microchip in us to track our movement. Or as some people say, microchip or not microchip, Google knows everything we're doing anyway. They're trying to track our movement. But we have a secret about Tyra's truth that defies all of their detection, so, you know, we're good. <laughs> we're good. So, but the real movement is, <laughs> true movement, true Maasai, is when we are com- we completely uproot from our previous place, and we go to a place that's completely, infinitely uh, different. Literally, we left behind the old completely. It doesn't exist. You know, where were you a minute ago? A minute ago. How could I possibly, I don't know, that's over. How could I possibly remember where I was a minute ago? That's, in a sense, the real Maasai. A minute ago, I was this and that. A minute later, I'm somewhere completely different. And it's the Einarach, infinitely different. You know, as, as Rabbi Stein says, we are at the point now, of course, I'll be Tyra, and then even technologically, we should really be able to, one minute, 
this minute, I can be in New York. The next minute, I can be in Hong Kong. A minute later, I can be in um, Melbourne, Australia. And there's no, well, there are reasons, but it should be, it should be able. According to Torah, if every moment is a separate moment and you do Maasai, you really can be, you can re-manifest, reconstitute, unconstitute and reconstitute in any place. We regular people don't know how to do that. The Rebbeim do this very easily, probably. I mean, we assume it's easy for them. Maybe it's hard, but they do it. This is what they do. One minute they're here, and then another minute they're there. And they uproot every... If you want to see an example of that, so that's what the Rebbeim do. They uproot from their previous situation, and they go to something infinitely, infinitely higher. Now, okay... So let's go back and say, so Masai, this constant travel, seems to be the opposite of strength. It's the opposite of Chayzik and Taikif Ba'ayzim Ba'yashuna. It seems to be the diametric opposite of the Masai's energy, which is zit, doesn't change, sitting, sitting below, no move. You know, we sit here, we don't change, we don't move, it's always been this way. My great-great-great-great-great-great-grandmother always did this. I will do it, too. That, we said, that was Masai. But Masai is completely the opposite. Okay. So here's the question. When are we going to say Chazak Benit Chazet? Well, really, sometimes when the parshas are separated, we say it's just for Masai. At the end of reading Parshas Masai, which is all about constantly moving, uprooting, moving, uprooting, moving, uprooting, moving, uprooting, and then we say Chazak Chazak Benis Chazek. That seems to be telling us that our real power is in constantly uprooting from one reality to the next, jumping from one moment into an infinitely different moment, and then an infinitely different moment, brand new moment, brand new moment, brand new moment, brand new moment. Let's say it like this. This is Masai. Brand new moment. Finish it. Do it fully. Disconnect. Brand new moment. Do it fully. Disconnect. Brand new moment. Do it fully. Disconnect. And etc. Brand new moment. Do it fully. Disconnect. You pull out the plug. You do a moment with everything that you've got according to last week's Sikha. A Panini is somebody who, whatever he's doing, he's fully invested. So I guess a Panini... <laughs> But I guess a panini is fully in the moment, steps into the moment, plugs in the plug to a source. Does the moment fully, whatever that looks like. Finishes, pulls out the plug, steps into the next moment, does it fully. Plugs in the plug, does the moment fully, pulls out the plug, steps into the next moment, puts in the plug, does it fully, finishes, pulls out the plug, and, and so on. Sounds very tiring to me. <laughs> but that seems to be, and it becomes, it, it's like the, those old movies where you would have that film and it would be boxes. Remember, we used to do it as kids. We would make our own little movie with popsicle sticks, and they probably still do it in, in school. Two popsicle sticks, and you would put a whole series of pictures, and you would tape them all together. And then you would turn and put it in the shoebox. 
and you would turn one picture after another after another. And the old movies used to be, you know, hundreds of little pictures, each one slightly different from the next. And since they would play them really fast, it would look like movement. But it was was really isolated pictures. So what we want to figure out is where the real, and that's where we're, we're going to end today. Um, where is the real power? It seems to be chazak, chazak, chanis, chazak is in this constant movement, jumping into a new space, travel. Because every year when you say chazak, chazak, you say in a Parsha's Masai, the movement Parsha. Some years when the two are together, you say it on the combo, combination, Masai's and Masai's. But if there are years when you only say it on one, you say it on the movement Parsha. So it seems from that we can conclude that the real strength that we get from life, the real place where we can access power is in the constant movement, unplugging, plugging, plugging and unplugging, plugging and unplugging, in that present moment. And if we do it, we get used to it, it becomes a flow that's clearly a very joyous flow and a very, seems, and a very smooth flow. So let's look at one more part here. Um, We'll do Gimel. Chazaka is the number three. And especially a threefold Chazaka, Chazak, Chazak, Benis, Chazek. What does it emphasize? Chazek, the Taikif, Gambamakam, Shiyesh, Menage. Wow, this is stunning concept. The power and strength in a place, even in a place where you have an, an enemy, an adversary. One shows on a situation, number one means a situation where everything's just good. Undisputed good. Two shows on his chalkus and machlaikus, um, division. And dispute. Why is there division? There's an adversary. There's a disputer. And three, and I'm going to go into that more, and three shows on the chayzik and taikat to kedusha gamba maimad matzah shalmigus. Three shows on the strength of kedusha, even when there's an opponent. Okay, so what, again, to say it simply, number one means, here we are, no opposition. God created the world, day one. It was only him. Everything was good. No opposition. It's great. An amazing way to live when there's no opposition. Eliminate all of the opposition. <laughs> That's what they tried. That's what they tried. You know, in, 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 you know, KGB times. Eliminate all the opposition. That's in general a, a, a certain technique. Wow. I want to live a number one life. No opposition. Just my way. No opposition. Number two is an energy in which there is now an opponent. There's there's an energy that disputes your truth. Number one was, I have my truth, and everybody bows to my truth. Number two is, I have my truth, and somebody's coming along and questioning it, and even fighting it. And now we're in a little bit of a war, 
because there's an oppositional energy going on. That's number two. That's why Sunday is number one of the week. Monday is number two. That's why nobody likes Mondays. Everybody thinks they don't like Mondays because they have to go back to work. That's not why they don't like Mondays. They don't like Mondays because the energy of Mondays is oppositional energy. Now we have division. You say this, I say that. Three is the power of Kedusha when we've taken back the power of number one, the power of my truth, and I have the opponent there. And I've worked it through so that the opponent actually ends up being my best friend because through his opposition, he has brought me to embrace my truth in a much deeper way. Let's just look at the, what's going on in the world for a minute. We had a basic truth called police. It's called shaitan. Shaitan, the shaitan, kizan l'kabakal shayrecha. What's the rule? What are the rules? The government decides the rules. How do you enforce the rules? You have police with big sticks, sticks, who walk around with, once upon a time they had billy sticks. I don't think there are billy sticks anymore. It was in the 50s. There are billy guns, right? But they had billy sticks. And the point of the billy stick was, you know, Policeman Paul. Somebody wouldn't listen to Policeman Paul. Policeman Paul said, hey, this is the rule. No sleeping in the gutter. And the person sleeping, or no sleeping on the park bench. And Policeman Paul would say, this is the rule. And the person would say, I don't care. So Policeman Paul would take his billy stick, and he would give a knock on the person sleeping on the park bench, and the person would leave. That's the old system. <clears throat> so, the, so I'm saying the old accepted system is, there are police who, who enforce the laws, and if you don't do it, they give you a clock. The old system. Undisputed. I mean, maybe not everybody likes it, but everybody agrees you have to have police. Kirk Adler said, you have to have police in the world. That's the number one reality. Undisputed. Every, okay, everybody agrees there have to be police. Some people don't like them, but you have to have police. That was true for 5,780 years. Imagine that. 5,780 years, that was the number one reality, so to speak. Comes along Shavuot, 5,780, 5,780. Matantaira, Shavuot. We hear the Aserah Sadibras, we read the Aserah Sadibras, and we switch from number one mode of everybody agrees that there needs to be police, we suddenly go into number two mode. After 5,780 years, Mas and Tyra, Kabbalah and Tyra of the year 5780 comes along, and the world goes into a number two energy chaos. And what's been cooking for many years just comes out in the open. All the isms that everybody accepted are now thrown into question. To the most insane degree, you know, Aunt Jemima, 
everybody has to apologize and everybody has to pull their products off the shelves. And Jemima has to create a new picture. She probably will have to not have that name and Jemima anymore because Anne means slavery and Jemima, but she, whatever, but she was dressed in the old type of clothes that implied slavery and, you know, the hula, the hula, the hula, they throw all of the products of a certain company who stood up for person into the ocean, they dump everything to the point of insanity. The number two energy goes into effect on the dot when Shavuos of 5780 comes along. The world goes into a number two energy insanity chaos. Rethinking every normal value that we had and anything that people thought was normal is now in question. If you happen to be so unfortunate, actually, I have a, I have a friend whose name is is Blackman, and I think once she was speaking to a company, and they said, "Is your name Blackman?" And she said, "No, it's Bashman." They said, "You sure it's not Blackman?" <laughs> so today, that you know, with such a you wouldn't really want to call a company with such a name because, you know, today I'm sure by the – remember once upon a time people had a cell phone called the BlackBerry? Well, oh, my goodness. Throw it out. I, I am sure that there is somewhere in the U.S. a whole organ that's probably dumpyourblackberry.com. Probably the, the, the company is being banned and they're being sued for billions of dollars and all of that stuff because they dared to call their phone a BlackBerry. And probably you won't be able to buy Blackberries in any supermarket because, because. So that's a number two energy. <laughs> that's a number two energy. And where is it taking us to? A number three energy. It's, that means the Matos energy is, you know, we all believed in policemen for 5,780 years and a half years. And then the Mathe's energy is throw it all out, throw out all the values into the garbage. And it's all on the way to Chazak, Chazak, Banit, Chazak. There's a tremendous power that's being built in the world through this of um, watching the dispute of everything and the undoing. Everything's being undone. As it says, you leave behind You leave behind completely your previous place and you go to a place that's infinitely higher. That's what's happening. And that is for the purpose of coming to a deep, true reality, a deep truth that is solid and eternal forever. It's not a number one, it's not a number two. It's a number three, which includes the best of each of those other energies. So, um, in the strength, in the number three, there are two energies. How do you make number three strong? We just said, number three is going to be the best of both. So, how do you tap into that? How do you get to that number three? One is Mitzade Elyon. It comes from above. 
the strength of the light of holiness, that holiness simply rains down, shines down onto the world. Holy light just fills the whole world from above, and somehow, and it goes to every single place, it even goes to the places where there's opposition. That's a way to get to number three. The number three energy is holy light just saves the world and even bathes the opposition. And now you have a beautiful world. It's just been permeated with holy light from above. The other way is, and by the way, because of this, it being such infinite light, it's just going to get rid of all the opposition. It just saves the world with beautiful holy light. There's another way to get to number three, and that is, we said it from below, that the avida of lifting up this world is in a way of power. Get rid of the adversary. Embrace him. So the second way is that you lift up the world. You run right into the world. You don't run away from it. You run right into the world. You run right at the opponent. And you embrace her. And you make her your friend. And you work together. So again, there are two ways of getting to number three, or in this case, a number three world. We're right now in a number two world, chaotic world. How will we get to number three? Either this incredible light from above will just save the whole world with truth, and everybody, all the nonsense will stop, and everybody will see the light. Mashiach is revealed, and everybody sees the light, and everybody says, oh my goodness, what were we thinking? Both the number one people and the number two people, and everything is fine. Only problem with that is, thousands of years we're working, working, just to have Mashiach come along and just solve the whole problem for us. So we could have we could have stayed home and, you know, for 5,780 years and, you know, just ate chocolate bonbons instead of having to do all this work. But Mashiach's just going to come along and just send his beautiful light and just stop all the opposition. So that's one way, but it doesn't look like it's only going to be that way. The second way is from within the, the very earthiness of all of the struggle down here and from in the opponents and the opposition and Jemima opposition, right? From within that opposition, turn it to Kedusha. I like Aunt Jemima pancake mix, let's say, but I can't find the box. And excuse me, sir, where's the Aunt Jemima pancake mix? Boom, all of a sudden, the cops show up. Okay, uh, we heard that there was some problem over here, right? They give him the Sheva Mitzvah's card, officer. In other words, we want to run, the second way is we go down into the depths of the darkness, we embrace it, and we, we have enough power to turn them to truth, to transform them. You go out into the crowd, and you just have a mystic cards everywhere. And it's no joke. Why are they demonstrating? They're angry. What are they angry about? That you didn't give them a Sheva Mitzvah's card. That's the truth. Or so we think. We need to do the truth. So now, there are two ways. These two ways, either from above, holy light just shines down and stops all the, all the conflict, or from below, we work through all the, we, we embrace conflict and we transform it to Kedusha.
What if you put both together? That's Chazak of Matas Matas. Put the two, two together. The Chazak of Parshas Matas is what? It's the light coming from above. The old ruling power, the light coming from above. Maisha said to the heads of the tribes, the Matas, this is what God commanded. This is the word, the holy word from above. There's a power there of pulling, bringing down the commandment of God even where there's an opposition. This is about the, that's Matas. And there's power there. When God comes along and commands, that's it. We pulled rank. God said, opposition has to be, has to give in. This is it. That's the power of Matas. We pulled rank. We asked God to speak. And he said, okay, everybody has to do this. We pulled rank. I remember many years ago being at a meeting and we were trying to figure out how we should do, we wanted to do a certain project and how we should do the project. And we were discussing it back and forth and back and forth, maybe like this, maybe like that. And then all of a sudden, these two very sweet women pulled out an Igris Kaidish and they, without asking us, and they opened up to a letter and they said, oh, look, the Rebbe says we should do it this way. And I remember saying, that wasn't fair. You pulled rank. What are we going to do now? We, okay. We, we were in the middle of discussing it this way, that way, this way, that way. There was a lot of, we were getting somewhere. Even the, discu- the discussion was important of the different ways to go about it. You pulled ranks. You pulled in the Negro Scottish. You got an answer from the Rebbe. Do it this way. And now we're done. That's the end of the meeting. We can all go home. Who asked you to pull ranks? The, the, it was an important discussion going through it, and we wanted to feel, you know, we didn't want, okay, let's just ask the Rebbe what to do, and that's, that's the end of the story. Now we know what we have to do. No. We wanted to explore it and see different options. And in the exploration, by the way, it would open up ideas for other projects. But they just halted the process in, mid, in midstream by pulling rank. It's what the Rebbe said to do. You know, and that was it. So we, we were not so happy. That's the Mate's way. Okay, it's over. God commanded. Light Shabbos candles at 8.12. That's it. It's over. This is a command. You have to do it. There's power there. When the king says, the king has ultimate power. The laws of kings are that if the king says, everybody... Um, Everybody now recite a poem. Everybody sit down and write a poem. The one who doesn't write a poem at that minute is Myrid the Malchus. There's a one and only punishment. So when the king says, that's it, there's power there. That's one way. That's a kind of power. There's another kind of power. You know, that's the old, that's policeman power. The policemen come with their billy stick and say, this is the rule we're right, you're wrong, you'd better do it. You can't fight it. Uh, what was That was communist Russia. We have ways to make sure you don't oppose us. There's power there. 
is not a geula power. It's a piece of geula, but it's not a geula power. And then the chazak of Parshas Masai is the chazak and taikat shemitzadatachim. Even Masai b'nei Yisrael asher yesu me'eretz mitzrayim. The chazak of Masai is the strength that comes from below. These are the journeys of the Yidden who came out of the land of Mitzrayim. You just came out of a place where you were enslaved, heavily addicted, heavily addicted to to slavery, and you just came out of a place where you're living, you're swimming in limitations. You're stuck in all these limitations. You're enslaved to all your limitations. And now you're, you're journeying out of there. You left behind. You left Brooklyn and you went to Monticello. <laughs> you're stuck. You're stuck in Brooklyn. You're not getting anywhere. You go to Monticello. You feel like, ah, I can move. So, Mafei means we left behind that limit, that enslavement of limitations. There's a real power there. When you get out of that stuck place in your life where you're just, and you're stuck with all your limiting beliefs and all your limiting addictive habits and all your mishigatim and all your stuff, oy, gewalt. When you're able to step out of that for a moment and journey and move forward in your life, even for a moment, there's not only freedom there, there's power. That's your power moment. The moment the person who's a nicotine addict says no to a cigarette and does something else instead, he just steps into a power moment. So that's the chayzik and taikah. This is our power when we elevate the lower world. We elevate the stuff of our life. We elevate the nicotine addiction. That's where our power is. Sorry, I'll translate in a minute. Wow, that was a lot. Meaning, when I step out of that stuck place, but 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 I'm doing an avida. I'm doing an avida in a stuck place. You know, some people will, they'll just, if they have something that will get them stuck, they just don't ever go into that. They just avoid it. They just bypass it. And other people say, I know I'm going to get stuck there, but I need to clear, I need, I need to clean up that part of my life. So they'll jump right into it and they'll struggle and they'll struggle till they can pull themselves out. They're working in the lower, in the lower part of their, of their life because they want to clean it up. And even though they're, when, and this is us as we were traveling in the desert, we were, every step of the way, we, we, we came into contact with another um, test and, and challenge and struggle and, and thing that we had to deal with, just like today. And these weren't just private challenges. These were, were global, general, historical challenges that would happen to the, to the, the Yidden throughout history. 
these kind of challenges. We encountered them in their template form as we were going through the desert in those 40 years. And even though there are so many changes and different levels in all of the journeys in the desert, every other day there's another challenge, there's another journey, there's another place, there's another massage, massage. Going through that desert, there's another Maasai. There's another journey. And it goes according to what's going on in the world. You know, there's another thing to deal with in the world, another challenge. And there's so many different challenges. There's just thousands of different kinds of challenges and sub-challenges and sub-challenges as we're journeying through this desert, desert of our life. And we're, but we're always moving. We're always, Halicha Venusia, we're going from Mitzrayim to Eretzal. We're going in these journeys. Masai means we're journeying from our limitations, from an energy of limitation, from Nathan's um, rule, the constriction to the wideness of holiness. So that's what Masai is all about, which is, which is what? Masai is all about. You're down there in the world and you're dealing with one opposition, one, one opponent after another is coming at you as you're journeying. Boom, boom, boom. You finish with one, another one comes up. It's just a constant oppositional machine that just keeps throwing itself at you. You finish with one challenge, you have another. And yet it's taking you from this narrow, narrow space where you keep getting stuck from the, the Mesar, and it takes you ultimately to Eretz Yisrael, to the wideness, the miracle of the wideness of holiness. And so we're just going to, um, oh yeah, we're going to end up here. So, um, we'll end with this. So now we understand that the strength of Masai, Dafka, Okay, we'll leave it with this question, and then tomorrow we'll we'll go further. So, which one? It, which one is the real strength? Which one is the real strength? Is the real strength? You know, just have light come from above. God decrees. He just fixes it up himself. There's real power there. The king says, do this. Everybody has to do it. Is that the place where there's the real strength? Or is the real strength in just jumping into the eye of the storm, jumping into the conflict, jumping into that lower world, and just having all the challenges just hit you in the face and dealing with them one by one by one until you knock them all off? Which one is the real power? You know, there's some... One kind of person says, I deal with every, every opponent until I got rid of all of them, all of them. And the other one says, no, I just spread it light. So which one is the real power? And obviously, and we'll end with this and continue tomorrow, in the Rebbe's inimitable style, Rebbe always says, I'll take both. Clearly, each one is really powerful. But when you put the two together, which is a number three kind of energy, you have a power of Geula and a personal power 
which you never in a million years could fathom that you could have, was it would be accessible to mankind. And that all comes through Matais and Matai together, and we get the Chazak, 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 and Chazak of that power. So, may we, before tomorrow, may we already be given that power and the power of the Gulamitis Hashlema, and please God, tomorrow we'll explain, we'll open up this energy of the, the combination of the three, what it will look like, and uh, we should find ourselves in this three third base of English immediately now.